0: welcome to row Two play podcast i am your game master kent blue we are an actual play podcast where i play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world so if you're ready grab a player sheet Grab some dice, and let's roll to play. All right, and we are back once again for some more Into the World Revolt of the Machines. Uh, all of my players have rejoined me again as we are doing a big old time jump one year into the future from where we last left off, which was the cyborgs uh, launching the world's nuclear missiles off into random places which we'll learn a little bit more about this time but first let's welcome back everybody let's start with diana
1: Hi, i'm diana i'm playing diana
0: all right and toss it over to morgan
1: yes i am morgan hello i am not a robot
0: (laughs) (laughs) and toss it over to alex hey alex how are you doing also not a robot. <laughs> uh, was I supposed to determine that I'm also not a robot? I mean, I don't know. Who knows what happened within this past year? <laughs> oh, damn. Maybe oh, you shit. are of the cyborg uh, or of the enhanced or whatever it is. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what has happened since since last time since Cincinnati. Um, as you would expect, the cyborgs control most of the world, uh, and within the past year, they have fully taken over. And a lot of that was helped by them launching the nuclear arsenal of most of the, of the world. Um, the cyborgs originated in the United States. That's kind of where this all started. So they aimed all their attacks away from the United States. So the United States remained somewhat unscathed from nuclear, you know, uh, attack, but it has suffered some considerable nuclear fallout. Mainly along the coasts, uh the the east and west coast the north and south coasts um, but as far as like impacts and stuff pretty pretty unscathed, especially the more middle of the country you get to, but in that time, the cyborgs round up what's left of the world and have started to either um convert them uh, or they've just taken control of them and in in some capacity, whether they hook them up to communal pods that they kind of use as batteries or whatnot. Uh, But cyborgs control most people. Actually the thing they're not doing much of anymore is just outright killing people. Uh, They save that special um, gift for those that are of the resistance. There's no official resistance in the world. No capital R resistance. It is just a bunch of humans, gung ho humans that have, banded together in small groups of 20 to 30 people and decided they're not going to take it. They're going to fight back where they can try to liberate some of these communal pods and detention centers that the cyborgs have set up and just, I don't know, maybe get a foothold somewhere to, to take out the cyborg threat. They, you know, a lot of, a lot of tactics that come through, nothing that's really worked in a grand scale of, of beating back the cyborgs but people are trying and innovating and doing new things every day so who knows these resistance cells the strongest of which are are made up of the ones that that have military members because they had access to firearms and weaponry and stuff like that so if you found yourself in a military-led group you're in pretty good shape at least for defending yourself but this has also made the cyborgs kind of adapt their tactics. They have, they've initiated kind of an infiltration type uh, tactic where they have tried to infiltrate the settlements by sending like really human looking cyborgs into them to try to gain access and wipe them out from within, uh, which has led to careful screening measures by the resistance parties, the, That sometimes just accidentally leads into the death of actual authentic humans because everybody's terrified that they're going to let in a cyborg on accident and that'll be the end of them. That's a lot of it. I mean, really, it is a lot of just small pockets of humans clustered here and there, uh, either hiding, trying not to be captured and enhanced or... into one of these communal pods or into a detention center and then you have even fewer resistance groups that are actually trying to liberate each other and take the world back from the cyborgs. But our story has taken us on a journey. It started in Owensboro, Kentucky, took us to Cincinnati and has now returned us back to Owensboro, Kentucky one year later. And what I want to know is why you all decided to come back to Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, let's not mention that your GM made you.
2: Kent, we have to we have to avenge Kent.
1: Is there any military bases near Owensboro?
0: Uh, we have a National Guard set up here, so... Maybe um, you want to go
1: hang out with the National Guard? Uh,
0: hmm. I mean, you do have R.J. Carla uh, that was traveling with you, and I oh, imagine... Yes,
1: Carla.
0: Yeah, I imagine y'all talked about things, and mm-hmm. Owensboro's a, a big enough small town where that... I mean, there is a decent-sized hospital, and most hospitals have been converted into these facilities to enhance people that, I mean... I think it sounded good, to RJ Carla, uh, that this was a place you could go probably live quietly away from cyborgs, but also mount like an operation against them because it's a big enough town where mm-hmm. there's a big enough hospital and other things that the cyborgs would likely use for their purposes. So Owensboro sounded good to Sergeant Carla. I'm
2: doing some mapping here. Oh, okay. you got Google Maps? <laughs> Google mapping. Uh, well, it's also not very far from Fort Knox yeah which is that ooh that could be fun to play with too yeah so like going down from Cincinnati to Fort Knox and to Owensboro
0: yeah so what what did y'all's trip kind of look like Uh, after you left Cincinnati I imagine there was a lot of just waiting for the worst to happen based off you know the news report Alex saw before y'all jetted out uh what 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 has the past year i mean in general those those first few months before you settled down what did that kind of look like
2: um i think we probably hung out in the forest for a while in the national park
0: yeah that worked out for y'all before
2: uh yes i think we that's probably where we um hid for a while and like kind of fortified our group
0: yeah So you took the whole. I imagine your group was you three, uh, Sergeant Carla, and Manny, Aiden, and Marissa. Yes, the Whole Foods group. You all decided the whole 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 Foods foods group. Complete Foods. (laughs) (laughs) Complete Foods group. Y'all decided to stick together uh, Mm -hmm. and ride out the rest of this apocalypse until one of two endings happen. But eventually you did make your way to Owensboro um, and you set up, I mean, do you all set up a, a, I mean, you do kind of have to stay hidden. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like you could just take up residence and like, you know, a house or something you have to kind of find someplace you can hide out, but live comfortably. Um, what would you think that would be? There's plenty of hotels.
3: Um, I'm going to bring back up the uh, the map we had. It's probably still in our
0: stuff, right? It probably is. That's yeah, that's downtown. That was <laughs> where has got a lot more to it. But mm.
2: Mm. the convention
0: center, we can go find Alex's car. Go back. And back. Yeah. <laughs> you may do, yeah, you may eventually well, I think y'all took did y'all take Alex's no, car. To, car yeah. No, we took his car, yeah. My we took my car. Oh, we did, okay. Yeah, that's where you took it since uh, to we could
1: find Kent's car and try to find it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. Yep. Yeah. Um, do we know anything about Kent's car? Nope. We, we knew Kent we, for like a couple I hours. I had, the,
2: I had the keys, and it I'm assuming in, I still have them.
0: It was, oh. it was in the parking garage. Uh, so yeah you do so run around hitting the, the horn button and the lock button until we uh, find it
2: <laughs> the alarms it's off, the one off. untouched car in the parking garage
0: <laughs> 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 yep it's the one you know is important because it's clean and shiny and sparkles when you look at it a certain way so it mm-hmm. attracts your attention to it but no you all um we can talk more about your settlement we'll figure all that out um but I do have some questions for each of you to kind of flesh out like who you are now and stuff. We are, uh, for listeners, we are changing stats uh, to account for everything they learned throughout the the year that we'll get more into next time. Whenever we actually set out and begin doing the things against the cyborgs, because we're going to resist or they're going to resist and fight back. The most of this game has been running from the cyborgs and we're not going to do that anymore. Mm. So I'm going to go through some questions that I wrote down just to kind of see who you all are now. Um, Diana. So in this whole year, once you've got back to Owensboro and settled in, you're pretty well known around the surrounding resistance camps that are in Owensboro and the surrounding area. I imagine there's a few. Um, you're, You're kind of well known for something. What was that? What did you do that's kind of made Diana known to all of these people?
2: Uh, I uh, I knit. I will knit anybody a scarf. Just hand me a string and two sticks, and I'll knit anybody a scarf. And I don't sleep very much, so I'm I always I always take watch.
0: Yeah. So you're providing warm warm clothes or coverings for people because I mean it's been a year we've gone through winter and stuff now, and mm-hmm. you know when the cold you you definitely knitted scarves for people maybe some gloves to help keep it, keep people warm and so they know that uh, Diana, mittens,
2: uh, mittens, yeah, mittens 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> we don't need fingers individual fingers no it's
2: not
3: practical <laughs> yeah how do you pull a trigger with individual fingers right yeah. like
1: oh or it? you can do the thing where it's like the fingerless part and then it's just like the little hand cover <laughs> yeah. area
3: oh well, there exactly. you go
1: exactly i have a pair of those no, Do they
3: match the rest of the outfit? No, they don't. They're
1: red.
0: <laughs> so Diana is kind of known as a provider of like clothing and different things. I imagine as you went on and, and knitted more, you learned how to make more clothes and, you know, stuff like that for people. So people are tired of you for that. Uh, you're an important pillar in the community because you're one of the people that, that, you know, you can provide. So what is, um, let me think here. What do you think is is your most proud – like, what are you most proud of that you provided somebody, whether it's something that turned out really good or something that turned out to be really practical for somebody? What was that?
2: I knit somebody a hat. I'm going to say I knit Marissa a hat. I'm going to say Marissa is blonde. And by knitting her that hat and she wore it, it actually gave her some good camouflage when we really needed it. And so it ended up being really practical and helped save her but.
0: Very good. I'm making notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alex. We're gonna yeah. move on to you for a question. Uh in in the year after leaving Cincinnati, you suffered an injury. First of all, what was it? And and what like it hasn't quite healed right. So what is what's holding you up about it? Um I'm gonna say that
3: uh I have hurt my foot in such a way that even though it's healed uh, maybe it wasn't set properly, and I still get pain and walk with a limp uh, from it. I think that uh, during one of my many run, you know, I like to run. Um, I think that I probably maybe even made myself into kind of a runner for our group, like on foot, going from small area to small area, transporting you know notes on paper if we don't want communications to be intercepted. I think I probably stepped in a hole, twisted, broke, heard something snap. Um, and while it's over time, it's gotten better. I can walk on it and stuff. I can't run anymore the way I would like to.
0: Okay. So you're a runner for, for your camp and, and, you know, you kind of coordinate with the other, other camps, yeah,
3: the whole foodies are somewhere else. And yeah. The,
0: well, I think the whole foodies are with you all. I think there's probably some other it's true. Right, camps that, that, that are set up. Um, what what is something really important that you've had to to run between camps, whether it be a message or actual supplies or something? What's something really important that you had to to run from one camp to another? that probably took you at least a day or two to do?
3: um I think that um, I think that it was probably the first one of the first times we decided we needed to have a runner, which would be when we had reason to believe that. Um, either through through some like we were some group that was near us was ambushed and uh we couldn't figure out how or why and we realized that maybe the whatever communications we were using that were electronic may have been compromised so i think the first probably the most important mission running mission would be the first one where you have to send out the runner with the explanation of hey this is how we're doing it from now on because we can't say over the comms hey by the way we're going to start using runners right because then they'll know to look for a runner so probably that was the most important one was uh, establishing the chain of how we're going to communicate by representing our
0: group going from group to group yeah i think for this area you're kind of the lead runner you know you kind of help <laughs> as before so. my horrible accident. Yeah. Kind of help organize. Like, yeah, I think after your accident, you, you still wanted to fill that capacity. So you kind of help organize, like not necessarily schedules, but like plans and routes and, you know, help plan out routes that are going to keep people away, you know, hopefully from, from uh cyborg forces and stuff. Sounds good. All right, Morgan. Um, So during this time, after you've settled, I think this is probably after you've settled into camp uh, life for a little bit, there's something you've been meaning to do for months, but you've never quite gotten around to it. What is that?
1: Hmm. And this is, I was meaning to get to this before all this happened or like during all this happening?
0: Kind of after you've settled, like you have this project you've been, you know, something you've really been meaning to do. You just haven't quite gotten around to it. It can be something like starting a garden or, you know, helping like fortify the place or something, but
1: I'm not good at growing things. so don't, don't, don't throw that. Don't throw that at me. (laughs) Um, I think it's just maybe teaching more people first aid just so they have, everybody has the basics. So I, it does not fall on one person and one person alone. So I, I would probably go around and be like, Hey, this is how you bandage a wound or like, Hey, in tough situations, this is what we use to improvise. Like, I will demonstrate with this whiskey. Or,
0: <laughs> luckily, you're back in Kentucky, where there's abundance, disease of that, and Owensboro specifically, where there is a uh, you know some breweries. What was it that I mean? Like, what was the incident that kind of made you realize? Yeah, we need more than me here, just to patch up people.
1: I think when Alex broke his foot. And um I think we we already have some issues probably like earlier that week where some people were already down in battle, like with maybe they got into some sort of crossfire some cyborgs and so some of them still have burns and like some of them like where's that and then all of a sudden Alex broke his phone like, Oh, okay, I can't I can't it's it's I need more help. Yeah. Also, when did they become the damn cleric of the group? <laughs> <laughs> <This always happens. laughs> oh. I, I,
2: that's because i usually
0: am so it's your turn
1: <laughs> oh, i always play clerics and them because i enjoy them but now i i i am the cleric yep.
0: so many so many uh <laughs> sessions of healing people and now it's become <sighs> real life
1: it's just just my life now <laughs>
0: All right, Alex, we're going to go back to you. Um, yes. What What is a memento you still hold on to from either before all this started or like in the beginning days? Something that you've been holding on to that that serves as a reminder for you?
3: I'm trying to think. It's been so long since we did like our first session. But I'm trying to think <laughs> of like, what did we, like, what did I, did I take anything from
0: the gift shop before we left Owensboro? Or... You did take that owl. I think you took that owl plushie. No.
1: I know oh, that yeah. was that was more okay. I
0: think I think I took a t
3: shirt that had some dumb pun on it. Yeah, it does. You did. <laughs> yeah, we you no, did. we took one for you. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably it. Let's see. Can we remember what it said? What was this it was at the it was at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But yeah, don't make me use my don't
0: Mando, my I think no. was it. Yeah. So what is it that made you that made you hold on to this this uh novelty T shirt? I mean it probably fits you, obviously, but other uh, than that.
3: It's, it's a reminder of Kent, of course. That's why I, it's, it was our first loss in this battle, in this war that we're in. And it was uh it's, it's a reminder of how quickly things can disappear.
0: Well, that's very sentimental of you.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Morgan, um, you, we're going to, we're going to say that, that during this time, you've picked up something that's kind of a good luck charm. So, uh, what was it and how, how did it somehow save you at some point, whether it be saved you from a cyborg or like emotionally or something like that?
1: This is not a real answer, but I was just thinking that owl saved me emotionally. <laughs> 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 so let me give you a real answer. It's your emotional support owl. It is. It helped me. Um, oh jeez, I think I found a scarf just, okay. yeah, on our ways I found like a, uh, a white scarf with black skulls on it, just kind of like pretty sheer. And, um, I think it helped. I think it just, I had it just in general, just cause I, I get cold easily. So it was just nice to have another thing on. Yeah. And it really got me out of a jam because there's one time I think I think I like hurt my elbow if, like doing something like I think I was trying to like work out because what else you do even apocalypse than work out and all that so I think I was doing like an overhead press and I like strained my elbow so I just had to, like use a scarf as like a makeshift um which call it sling yeah as a makeshift sling. Okay. And that it's been, it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, every time I wear it, I don't really have any issues. Like if I'm out doing a run or anything.
0: Yeah. Okay. And Diana, um, so it's definitely dark times uh there's you know not a lot uh going for humans as a whole so what kind of keeps you going during when you when you stop and think about everything that's going on what is it that keeps you going that keeps you fighting and, and you know part of this kind of resistance
2: uh justice i don't don't want to let the bad guys win can't let the robots rise up and win
0: so you're holding on to hope that that there is a there that there this can be stopped. Yes. Why do you think that is? Do you just you know the inherent good wins, evil loses, or yeah,
2: and that like and ultimately people are good.
0: Yeah. And all the shitty ones have hopefully been converted to cyborgs, so Pre-
2: pretty much, <laughs> or they die out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Lord
0: good. All right, Alex. back to you um what one day to day task do you absolutely hate doing at the settlement i think um,
3: I think that I volunteered to do a lot of cooking because i love i really like cooking uh I like to bake especially, but I think that the meals that we are actually- the stuff we're actually able to get is is awful like it's it's like I'm expecting to have like a full kitchen to be able to cook stuff and it's more like those scenes in like the post apocalyptic movie where I have a whole bunch of cans without labels and I'm shaking I'm like, Oh, it's something like corn in here. Here you go. And I'm like giving out like nonsense food that I have no clue what it actually is. I you know, I think it's that's the most disappointing thing is the lack of uh, proper
0: cuisine and having to be the one in charge of it. Yeah. I mean, you probably have like a full kitchen and that just makes the hurt worse because you have this full (laughs) kitchen at your disposal and you know, you're making beans and soups, because that's all you can buy. You know, everything else has gone Mm -hmm. bad. Um, Diana. So you've got an ongoing project that you've started, but you just never seem to finish it. What is that project?
2: Oh, a sweater. I'm knitting a sweater. Yeah. But like it, it I like it, it seems like I get to uh, a sleeve, and then it needs to become a bag, and then or someone needs leg warmers, and then Aww. I get to like I get to like vest stage, and then someone really needs that vest, and so like I never am able to finish a goddamn sweater.
0: Who are you making it for yourself or just kind of a community sweater? Like,
2: it's a community sweater. It? Like I'm yeah. just making I'm trying to make one complete sweater and it just keeps turning into like pieces of wool for whoever needs that piece of wool at that point. Yeah. But I like I have not completed one whole fucking sweater.
0: <laughs>
2: My knitters know what's up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan. Um, how has life actually gotten a little bit easier over the past year? Like, like, as opposed to when everything started, like what is, what's something that you're like, well, this is actually easier than it was previously.
1: Um, I think we actually have a solid place that we've been living in consistently. Um, we have a roof over our head. We have runners, we have a system in place. So the whole shock at, and was tough at first, but I think now that we have a system in place, we have a place to live at. We aren't bothered for the most part. I mean, you might have run-ins here and there, but I think for the most part, we're pretty, pretty okay. I think that's, what's really gotten easier. Just normalizing what we're currently is going on.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I think you're right. I think that where you are, um, you, you do you're in a place where you're kind of you don't you don't see cyborgs a lot like coming toward to where you all you all have learned their movements and how they act and stuff to to find a place where they won't check or patrol very often so you don't you don't have this overhanging threat over you of oh the cyborgs are going to find us today you know you you're kind of comfortable where you are and that definitely would lead to just kind of a less stress but But you do have other things to worry about, you know, other groups or like people that are cyborgs that are trying to infiltrate you all and stuff like that. But yeah. Okay. And then just kind of a, we've kind of figured some of this out a little bit, it seems, but what is everybody's role in this small community? I think we have a community probably of 20 to 30 people, wherever you all are. Um, What is, what's everybody's role in that community? I would say that
3: based on what we've established that I probably am, besides working to help cook, I probably help with communications. Um, I think that we have gotten very analog in our communications and maybe like I'm, I was the head runner, but now I'm in charge of giving the runner, multiple runners now, their various assignments. And I, who I take in assignments as they come in, do they go for me to then go to um, I assume our commander,
0: who, who's leading us in this, is it? I think, or I think Carla. Uh, if there is that a, makes sense. Yeah, a head of yeah. this community. I think it is. RJ Carla has kind of taken on that role, uh, just with their military experience and kind of. I mean, they just mm-hmm. were kind of, you know, here's how we tackle problems, and you know, they have a lot of information that people didn't have at the beginning, just from you know being in the military and, and fighting against it. So I think they just kind of fell into that role, you know, makes sense. So who are some of your, who are, who are a couple of your best runners? We don't have to do a big background, but just a couple of the, of the ones that if you have something very important, you need to send somewhere who you go to and you can just make up people. You know, we have spots to fill in this community. So uh,
3: then, uh, Jim, Pam, Dwight, uh, Creed not as reliable as some of the others, but...
2: Creed gets lost easily.
0: Yeah.
2: We're gonna go but with he's Creed. fast uh-huh. and scrappy.
0: We're gonna go with uh, Creed and Pam as a couple Creed of Creed and Pam? Yeah. Creed and Pam. Not who I would have shipped, but... <laughs> Alright, Diana. What's your role in this community?
2: Um, I'm probably like in charge of like inventory and like making like keeping tabs on everybody and like making sure that like whoever's like they got injured, making sure that they're resting like they're supposed to be and like whoever like I'm like the narc essentially. <laughs> like <laughs> like making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. A mom. Yeah, I'm the mom.
0: Okay, we're gonna put Diana is community mom. <laughs> who Who helps you out with that couple NPCs? Uh, I'm gonna
2: say uh, like Manny is very helpful with that. And see let's, let's say Laura. Laura's helpful.
0: Okay. So they help I,
2: still, I, still have, I still have my list of people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they help you keep everything organized and you yeah know, the the inner workings of things up and moving mm-hmm. and going. All right, Morgan, what is your role in this community?
1: Medic. Apparently medic. Even though I've only taken a semester of nursing classes <laughs> and I'm <a> first aid <laughs> certified. So you you know. keep
0: everybody healthy. You tell I mean, you tell Alex bad. and his team what, what medications they need to be on the lookout for, what's running low and you know, this person has this special need that they, you know, so be on the lookout for this. And then you do the the healing bits whenever they need the healing bits.
1: <laughs> I don't, I'm not playing nausea right now. <laughs> 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 Just some <not> magic. <laughs> <laughs> Who um,
0: helps you out? Our... Oh
1: gosh, names. You know, I had a list and I don't know where to put it. So yeah. Do you me, need me, some me. names? No, I think. Okay. Hold on, let me let me look through this area real quick. Okay. I
2: uh, have more we haven't used.
1: Uh, I'm just scrolling through Facebook's friend stuff right now. Um, I have a Rose, and you know when I scroll, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to use that name. Mm. <laughs>
2: You're like, I don't like that person. I don't want oh. name NPC
0: after them.
1: Oh. Uh, Clint. And then Asa.
0: Okay. So let's talk just a little bit about the physical space you're in. Um, I mean, Owensboro, as we've kind of said before, has a little bit of everything. So the hospital, which we would, well, never mind. We're not going to get into that. Um, what, what, what kind of like facility do you think y'all would have set up in? High school. A high school? There's plenty of those and plenty of elementary schools and middle schools.
1: I'd rather do a high school than an elementary school because, like, the toilets in elementary schools are, like, hello. low.
3: Yeah, I like that that's what you guys went to. My thought was, like, the library at the high school is going to have better books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you are at a high school. Um, we will uh, we'll come up. It doesn't matter the name of the high school, but you're at a high school. I'm going to model it after the high school that I went, through, went to. Okay, so you all live at a high school. Uh, there's about, like I said, probably about 20 to 30 people in this community so you all have plenty of space the high school i went to is pretty big so you all have definitely plenty of space mm-hmm. but that brings its own challenges and that it's hard to patrol uh, there's lots of open areas and stuff so maybe you sectioned yourself off in just one area of the high school
3: what's the uh, mascot
0: it's an eagle an eagle there you yeah. go okay so um so what, let's talk just a little bit about patrol because that'll we're almost done here. That'll set up the cliffhanger for this one, mm-hmm. the patrol. What does patrol look like? Is it kind of, I mean, like in a patrol, you keep shifts during the, throughout the day. People, I mean, who would organize? I, well, that's probably RJ. Probably car. Wow, words. Um, <laughs> RJ probably organizes the the watch schedule, the patrol schedule to make sure it's efficient and everything. Yes. Everybody has their shift and they do it. Um, who wants to be on patrol today, or at the plot important time?
3: Well, the one question's going to be that needs to be answered then, Ken, is what time of day is it? Because Diane has already established that she doesn't watch.
0: Right?
2: I typically it, volunteer for evening watch.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I think it's middle of the day. It is okay. probably probably two two o'clock or so.
2: Okay, so I'm I'm probably taking my afternoon cat nap.
3: I would think that my, I wouldn't probably be on watch just because my jobs, the two jobs that I have would be either right now, either finishing up lunch, rush, or probably getting runners ready to go. That's so too good, the- good for the watch, too good for
1: the watch. So no, he, he got he thrown himself from a runner to a desk job.
3: Yeah, I, I wish I could oh, be yeah. running. <laughs> sure, you have an injury. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just give me a hard time. That's uh, uh, my job as the camp mom, just to give uh, you a hard time.
1: I think I'll be on watch then. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: probably works out the best. Oh no. <laughs> 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 so, you're on watch, you're kind of patrolling it's you know I think you walk around like the outsides, like well, not the outsides, but you walk where you can look out windows and everything easy enough just to see I mean, because you do have the cyborgs, you have cyborgs sending you know human looking cyborgs and in to infiltrate so watch has kind of become this whole big deal, you know where. If you do spot someone, you have a series of questions you have to go through to kind of make sure they are who they say they are uh, and whatnot. So you're you're walking through the building and I think you catch movement outside. You're walking, you know, you kind of pop into a classroom to look out the windows that has a good vantage point on like the road or, you know, and. Uh, you, you as you're walking into this classroom you catch movement and you go over to the window and you look out and you see someone is approaching the they're approaching the school kind of from far away
1: random question but the people on watch does our community have guns
0: um, yeah, I think y'all would have have guns you would have because I think uh, Sergeant Carla would probably that'd be first on their mind, you know, let's head back to our base camp, arm ourselves and, you know, then move on. Right. Now, whether whether you carry one or not, that's up to you.
1: I think because I grew up in the the unknown reaches of Texas, I kind of learned how to <laughs> shoot a gun. Am I good at it? No. Am I practice? No. Have I done it a couple of times at a shooting range? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same boat.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think I would carry one just because just in case I'm there, I hate carrying it in the process because, <sighs> yeah. especially being in a school, carrying a gun. Anyhow.
0: Yeah. Do we want to change the setting? <laughs>
1: No, it's fine okay.
0: I, mean, I, I mean it just it hit me too at the same time that you know, but yeah, okay,
1: yeah, and um um, I is, who's with me is it, am I just doing solo laps or is there someone do you have a buddy system going?
0: No, I think you probably have a buddy system, so who would you want to be with you? We have a bunch of people we can pull from, um who do you think or you can make up a whole new person?
1: I think it would be Aiden, I think they'll be with me,
0: okay, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Aiden because we didn't really learn a lot about them in Cincinnati, uh, which was an oversight by the GM. Uh, I should have introduced these people a little bit better than I did. It's
1: fine. Um, I think I mentioned that they're very sweet and um, very caring and they are always very clear. And um, they um, are always just trying to – you know you know see the good in people and be positive but also ha- they have extremely firm boundaries of like what they do okay be kind but know your know your boundaries and don't let anybody push you past that shit
0: yeah yeah they are with you today uh, they're yeah. they're making their rounds whether i think yeah i think there's probably your your watch buddy It's probably who you're always with every day
2: so.
0: so they are with you as they're probably checking in the next you know another classroom but they're within you know, you don't have to shout to to make yourself or you know to get their attention. They're close enough where you know you can just talk normal and get their attention.
1: I, I basically just can I see who it is right now? Like who this person may be?
0: Um, they're far enough away right now. You can just make out kind of a form. Uh, you're not sure who they are yet, though.
1: All right, I'm just like Aiden. Aiden, there's someone out there.
0: Uh, is it one of ours? Do we have any any runners out at the moment
1: not that i know of i think they're about to go out like probably in about 20 minutes
0: okay well um should i go get rj y-
1: yeah i i think so and I'll-, I'll stay here
0: okay so aiden uh takes a peek out the window and sees and then you know heads off to go get rj which is kind of uh, what you do whenever you know someone you, you know you alert rj uh if they're if they are there, and, So Aiden runs off as you are watching this person.
1: Yeah, my eyes are just staying like on them. Yeah,
0: and they are walking kind of straight towards the school. Either they, I mean, obviously either they're coming to check this place out or they know that there are people there. Uh, And as you watch them, they, you know, coming in closer and as they get closer, they definitely look like someone that you know.
1: You son of a bitch. (laughs) Somebody You son of a bitch.
0: Somebody that last How dare you
1: kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Last you saw them, they were being held by a cyborg, leaping over flames at the end of the River Park Center stage and being carried off to their fate that no one knew at the time what it was gonna be. But yes, you do see, you see me, you see Kent Blue walking up to the high school that y'all have been living in for months now. I hate you. (laughs) That's where we will hang this, hang on this cliff for this
1: I'm already crying. Fuck you, kids. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit row 2 playpodcastcom for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at row 2 playpodcast Follow us on Twitter at row 2 playpod Have a question or comment? Email us at row 2 playpodcast at gmail.com If you want to play with the game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Try visit soundcloud.com slash try
2: We're going to have to murder Cyborg Kent. Uh,
0: we don't know. I mean, I know, but I have returned.
3: Mm, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Tell
0: us that and assume that we're going to. I was you, going to. You seem out, to think so you're in, in charge, Kent. <laughs> well, that's true. You could. I mean, it is, you know, you do sure. have agency. You can shoot me on. You site. are,
3: you're yes. honestly, you are so lucky that you had Morgan on watch. I'm not sure that some of us might not have shot you on site. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, nope, he's back. I should him.